And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live on this Wednesday. Casey just clear here. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day today. We're gonna thank our sponsors and we're gonna dive headfirst right into it. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your um engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Join us on Saturdays. The Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Graval and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. Sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Presented by Terrebonne General Health System. That's the Sports Corner every Saturday. And also a reminder... Join us on Friday. Yes, still on Friday as of now um, for Tarpon football, varsity football coverage, pregame 630, kickoff 7 o'clock, South Lafouche against Ellender. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. That's South Lafouche against Ellender. It was rivalry night last night on the middle school sports scene. We had um, big rivals, big, big rivals going up against one another. We had four matchups around the area, and um, we had some very good ball games and some very good action. You start off with LCO getting a 32 to nothing win over Golden Meadow in a game that you were able to hear right here on KLEB. Um, Coach Pokey um, said, hey, man, like we just want to treat this like it's another game, go out, play, have fun, and, and do all the things that you know we do well. And Coach Brian Curall said, "Hey, we've got to handle their size. We've got to handle their you know strength and their their you know ability to control the line of scrimmage." Both coaches were right because LCO controlled the game. They outgained Golden Medal two hundred and ninety-one to forty-seven. Um, Carter Cantrell. Nine carries for 75 yards with a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Contrell Shepard goes over 100, eight carries for 101 yards. Um, Isaiah Kidd, 10 carries for 115 yards with two touchdowns. Contrell Shepard also had a touchdown in there as well. Um, it was a showcase, man. It was a showcase of how games are won at the line of scrimmage. Uh, LCO's guys up front controlled the game, opened up big holes, didn't make any mistakes, like very few holding penalties. Like they had a few here there, but very few mistakes. And it was a dominant showing from the Bulldogs who clinch a share of the Paris Championship. Kudos to Coach Pokey and his staff on a job very well done as LCO gets um, a one-loss season completed on top of an undefeated season the year ago. You do the math there. You have two years and you only lose one ball game. That's some good work there done by that coaching staff and by that program. So they get the win there. We also have East Thibodeau, or excuse me, West Thibodeau getting a win over rival East Thibodeau in Parish action last night. That one was a, I believe, 44 to 24 score. Let me pull it up here on my notes. Um, yeah, 44 to 24. West Thibodeau defeats East Thibodeau. Um, saw some highlights, saw some pictures. Shout out to Abby Lazard for got uh, pictures of that one for the Lafouche Gazette. Um, playmakers and athleticism all over the field. West Thibodeau just had a few more. Uh, East Thibodeau got out in space and made some things happen. 
and I'm actually a little surprised that this one was as close as it was. But when you get all the emotions involved, right, and then you realize, hey, this is the last time that we're ever going to face one another. You know, those guys at East were probably playing with a little extra oomph, right? Probably playing with a little extra energy. And they put it in a couple of times. You know, they, they, they scored some points, and they made it a competitive game, a back-and-forth kind of a shootout type of game. But West Thibodeau had just a little bit too much. And for West, they finished near the top of the standings, but just outside of the, the, the two-headed monster of E.D. White and LCO. We also have E.D. White going outside of Parrish play last night and getting a 19-18 win over Vanderbilt in middle school action. Remember, both of those schools are high schools, but they have eighth-grade middle school football teams. E.D. White gets the win over Vanderbilt in a game that looked like it was a whole lot of fun. You know, Brad Weimer, shout-out to him. He shot the game for us with the newspaper last night. He got some great, great art. Looked like those kids were competing. Those kids were playing hard. I've seen E.D. White a couple of times with my own eyes. I know they are very sound. So if Vanderbilt's playing them within a point, they must be very sound as well. But it's the Cardinals who get the victory uh, by a point, and they um, roll past their rivals 19-18. to 18. Then we also had Raceland defeating Lockport last night um, in another rivalry matchup. The two teams are going to be feeding Central Lafouche in addition to Bayou Blue, Raceland was a little bit of an enigma this year in uh, Parish Middle School football. They, off the bus, they got the most impressive-looking team. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, off the bus, they got size. They got dudes that can run. They got, you know, guys with some speed. They could get on the edges. They just started off a little bit behind the eight ball, maybe a little out of shape, maybe didn't practice as much or as hard as the other teams over the summer. And they had a very front-loaded schedule where they had to play a lot of their most stiff competition early in the season. At the end of the year, they were playing some ball. They beat E.D. White, and they stayed hot, and they played super well down the stretch. And they get another victory over Lockport last night. On the flip side to that, uh, Lockport was a team that a few years ago, like that was just kind of the rental win. Like you just go and play Lockport, and you get right. Boy, that wasn't the case this year. Coach uh, Allen and his staff did an excellent job making them very formidable. On any given Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, whenever they played those middle school games, they competed hard. They fought. Um, They were very physical. Uh, They were very, uh, how could I say this, football savvy. Like those kids knew where to be. They were always in the right positions. Very well coached. And uh, so Lockport has made some strides there. And I think that when you combine the Raceland guys with the Lockport guys and sprinkle in a little Bayou Blue here and there, Central Lafouche is going to be getting some good football players coming into their program if they all stay out. Which leads me to the next message. And I didn't even set this, this scene for the show. We've got BJ Young coming at noon. We've got Taylor Griffin at 12.15. We've got our mailbag at 12.30 and our picks at the bottom of the show. In the next segment, I'll look at some power rating numbers. But which kind of sets the the scene for what I want to say. We talk all this middle school football, and we talk all this middle school, this and that, and a lot of folks wonder why, um, because, you know, it's maybe not done anywhere else. It's because it means a lot to those kids. It instills confidence in those kids. Those kids like seeing their picture in the newspaper. Those kids like seeing, you know, their picture on the Gazette website. Those kids like hearing their name shouted out here on the radio. Those kids appreciate it and it makes them feel good it gives them confidence it gives them the belief that hey man playing sports are cool so my message last night as we wrap up probably about 90 percent of our middle school football season last night we got one more game we got six to against Bayou Blue I believe that's tonight maybe Thursday I'll, I'll, I'll check and I'll confirm that 
but 90% of our season is done. And my message now is this, is that if you're an eighth grader and you're about to be going to South Lafouche, Central Lafouche, Thibodeau, E.D. White, wherever the heck you're going, stay with it. Stay with it, man. Like, work hard, get bigger, faster, stronger, and stay with it. Because if you enjoyed yourself this year, like, it's going to be even more amplified and you're going to have even more fun when you're playing under the Friday Night Lights. But, but be patient with it. Because before you get to the Friday Night Lights, you're going to have to play under the Wednesday Night Lights in a junior varsity freshman game that probably won't be very well attended. You know, the referees will still be in shorts and it's going to be a little bit more lax than normal. But you put in the work, you put in the time, you put in the effort, and you'll get there eventually. And that's my message is, man, look, stick with it. One chapter is closed, but the next chapter is beginning, and the next chapter has an opportunity to be one of the most memorable chapters of your life. And if you're one of those people who's thinking, man, I don't know if, if I want to keep doing this, and, and I don't know if this is for me, keep this in mind and do whatever you feel is best for you, but keep this in mind. I'm 35. I've been covering sports in this area for now, oh, 12, 13 years. I've seen a lot of people cycle into and out of high school programs around our area. And I keep in touch with a lot of those people who have cycled in and out who are now adults and you know now have their own families and everything of the sort. Probably 98% of the people who quit a sports team during their high school careers that I talk to regularly tell me openly and definitively that they regret doing that. Tell me openly that they would do anything to have additional opportunities to compete and play with their buddies and their friends and their classmates and everything of the sort. So my message is this. It's first, keep pushing. It's second, just be careful. Be careful when you're making those decisions because what may feel like the easy decision right now, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm tired. I'm, I'm beat up. You've only got one opportunity in life to be tired and beat up and represent your your school and your community and everything of that sort and play with your buddies and your friends and your classmates. Don't be so quick to run away from that if you're deciding that maybe that's not for you. So stick with it. Do the best that you can and know that I'm rooting for all of y'all and there's a lot of people in this community that are rooting for all of y'all too because I got a lot of text messages last night during the LCO Golden Medal game from folks who were saying how cool it was that we were broadcasting the game, how awesome it's been that we've, you know, really made an emphasis on middle school athletics this year. There's a lot of folks behind y'all that are, you know, urging you on and wishing you all well and hoping to give, you know, or be there whenever you guys make some really, really cool stuff happen. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of this break, I'm going to give you some power rating numbers. High school football is in the final stretch run. If it's a horse race, there's about 20 lengths to go. And I'll tell you where our local teams stand. It's play-by-play on KLEB. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven years fighting for families in the legislature. But there are three that stand above the rest. Julia, Grace, and Kate. As a father of triplet girls, Tanner believes the most important things we can give our children is a loving home and a safe community. That's why he served in the legislature. And why with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge our families can depend on. Pay for by the friends of Tanner McGee. 
It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. They're over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a Top 50 Dealer, or visit us at BentsRV.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. Welcome back to Play by Play on this Wednesday. I'm going to give you some power rating numbers because we've got a local team, a lot of local teams who are fighting. They are in a fight. We have a lot of local teams who are very much in a situation where if they don't win the next two, they ain't getting in. And it's already going to be kind of a bare bones, not a whole lot of local teams in the playoffs here anyway, because it is kind of down locally. But we start in Division One non-select, and we tell you that right out of the shoot, we don't currently have anybody in the top 28. 
28 teams get in. We got East St. John was number six, Destrano was number seven. But in the home of Thibodeau area, we don't currently have anybody in. We have some teams that can maybe play their way in. We've got Terrebonne at 32 right now, Thibodeau at 33. Those two teams face one another on Friday. It becomes a very simple recipe. The winner of that game is going to be in position to potentially stay alive. The loser of that game is out. Like, it's as simple as that. The loser of that game is out. The winner of that game has an opportunity. But the winner of that game is not guaranteed anything either. Like, doing the loose math and looking at Thibodeau's going to be, if they win, they're going to get, what, 13 points for the win, and, you know, they'll move up a little, and then the assumption for many is that, okay, you got Destran will maybe get them in week 10, and then they'll get 10 points for that game, and it's still going to be close. It's still going to be really, really close. I think for Terrebonne, they have to win too. Because you don't get as many points if you lose to a Hanville as you do to a Destrahan. Hanville's 4-4. Four and four. Destrahan's going to likely be 10-0. and 0. That's six additional points. So if you're Terrebonne, I think you've got to beat Thibodeau, and I think you've also got to beat Hanville to feel secure about this. If you're Thibodeau, You've got to beat Terrebonne, and if you beat Destrehan in Week 10, you're certainly in. But if you lose to Destrehan, it's going to be very, very close. You're going to be right around that number of 28, 29, 27, 20. Like, you're going to be right there where you're either going to just be in or you're going to just be out. It's going to be very close. Everybody else in Division One non-select I don't think is going to get in. South Terrebonne is 3-5. and five. Uh, they're 36. That's just a long jump to think in two weeks you're going to go from 36 to 28th. Maybe I'm wrong. Central Lafouche, they're too far away. South Lafouche is too far away. HL Bourgeois is too far away. South Terrebonne kind of breaking down the numbers and seeing what they got left. They play Bourgeois and Assumption. There's just not a lot of points there to be earned. Bourgeois, you'd get uh, 12 if you won, you know, you get 10 for the win, one for their win, and then one for playing up, you get 12. And Assumption, I guess, would be a nicer win, but Assumption only has three wins, too. So, I don't know. I just don't see South Terrebonne being able to catapult enough to get themselves into the top 28. So, it could potentially be either Thibodeau, Terrebonne, or Bust for us locally in the non-select Division One. Select Division Two is where we have our only guarantee. We know E.D. White's going to be in the playoffs. It's going to matter, or it's going to be a matter of the seeding for them. They're going to take on um, Sam Houston on Friday night. Opportunity to get a bunch, a bunch of points against a 5A opponent that's very formidable. They're currently number four. Uh, they've got a little ways to go if they want to jump up to number three. They're about seven-tenths of a point away from number three, which is St. Thomas Moore. The top four in that. Division two select right now are De La Salle, number one, Turlings, number two, St. Thomas Moore, number three, E.D. White, number four. But E.D. White does have some schools on their tail. Shaw is right behind them at number five. Lafayette Christian is right behind them at number six, John F. Kennedy. So E.D. White does have to finish the year strong, and it's going to be tough to do so because they've got, as we said, a big, powerful 5A school on Friday, and then they close out the season with St. James. So it's going to be a chance where the Cardinals could potentially maybe catapult a lot. You know, you get a big win over Sam Houston. You earn all them 5A points. Remember, they're a 3A school. You earn all those 5A points. Um, you can maybe, if you you know parlay that with a win over St. James, you can maybe get to number one. 
Like you could maybe get to number one, number two, like be near the top. And if you lose those games, it's not going to be catastrophic, but you're not going to stay number four. You'll drop to number six, number seven, somewhere in there. So E.D. White's got an opportunity. Look, Kyle said this. Kyle said this the last time we had him on. We're very much so playing for seeding. We want to be the best possible seed that we could be because he thinks that the way that their bracket is going to be set up, that the, the top-end, higher-level teams are going to have a big advantage. So we'll see, but it does shape up nicely for E.D. White where they could earn a bunch of points on the field. you got a four-win, 5A opponent, so you get 14 there, then you get a few extra for playing up. Like That could potentially be a big win for E.D. White on Friday if they could get it. Then St. James, that's a seven-win opponent. And, you know, St. James is going to likely beat Berwick on Friday, so that would make them an eight-win opponent. Whew, they've got some opportunities and some chances to really do some great things there and really punch a great seed for themselves. In Division Two, Vanderbilt Catholic is sitting okay right now, but they don't have any margin for error. <sighs> Vanderbilt is currently 3-5. and five. They're number 20 in the Division Two select power rating projections. They've got to stay in the top 24 to make the postseason. Um, for the Terriers, the message is pretty clear. Like right now, you're pretty firmly in. If you win some games coming home, if you beat Assumption on Friday, you beat South Lafouche Friday after that, ain't no doubt you're going to be in. You're going to be in great shape while being in too. But if you stub your toe, you lose to Assumption, you know, you lose to South Lafouche, you could still also be out too. So they're in a situation where they're playing to try to have the opportunity to, you know, punch the ticket still yet. They're not clinched just yet. They're just sitting pretty. Like they got like I, I would say if I'm giving a number to like a 92% chance to make the playoffs, that just make me making up a number off the top of my head. But they're sitting pretty more times than not, given where they are, given the schedule that they have left, they would get in more times than not. Way more times than not. Then we go to select division three. Homer Christian's got to get into the top twenty four to have a shot. They're currently at number 29, <clears throat> but actually, you know what? These power rating projections from GoPreps are off because they have Homa Christian with a 0-0 zero and zero record, so never mind. Let me let me put a pin in that. I don't know where Homa Christian is. The power rating numbers provided to us by GoPreps are currently a little fidgety. Division 4, let's see if those numbers are better. We've got CCA sitting at number 19 with a 3-4 and four record. They've got to stay in the top 24. And they're currently pretty comfortably inside of that. So it looks like CCA is going to have a shot to make it to the postseason and an opportunity to compete. Sorry about that with the Division Three numbers. Go Preps is, heck, they're the source. They're the, the go-to. But it looks like they're having a little bit of a website issue because they got a couple of schools in Division Three that they don't have any numbers for. Let's catch a break. When we get back, it's Wednesday. It's noon. It's BJ Young time. We'll go to Tarpenland and chat with the head football coach. His team's taking on Ellender in a big showdown matchup of Tarpons trying to finish the season strong. Ellender trying to make the postseason. South Lafouche has an opportunity to ruin that for them on Friday night. We'll chat with BJ in the next segment. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race, from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. And welcome back to Play by Play here on KOEB. Casey Justclair here. We've got one more hour to spend with you all. We'll be on the air until 1 o'clock as always. The next, oh, 15 or so minutes will be spent with South Lafouche football coach B.J. Young, who's on the line now. B.J., good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon, man. I'm doing well, y'all. Yep, we're doing good, buddy. Uh, two more ball games left in the regular season. We begin with Ellender on Friday night. It's an explosive Patriots team that has a lot of weapons, a lot of playmakers. What's the plan to try to corral those guys and keep them guys out of space, man? Yeah, look, they um uh, be one of the most talented teams to play all year. You know, they got a lot of playmakers. Uh, got guys everywhere, you know, um, going to be, uh, got to come out and play, play football, play hard nose football. Um, try to kind of channel that, that old school, uh, solid food way, man. And, uh, and kind of see what happens. One of the things that, uh, Brian talks about often whenever he and I are talking about the Ellender Patriots is the fact that, yeah, you know, they want to throw it to Royal Williams and Tamaj version and, you know, all the great receivers that they have on the edges. But they're also pretty damn prolific at running the ball too. They've got an explosive running back, and you know they hit him at times. 
either on you know tosses or inside runs, and he's pretty good too. So it, it is a situation where they're more balanced than what they usually are, right? Yeah, look, this is this is uh, this is a good Ellen the football team, man. Um, they, I think, I think Coach uh, Coach Turner's doing a good job with them. Got them going in the right direction, that's for sure. They uh, they playing good football, and um, yeah, look, that like it, it, you kind of uh, it's a kind of a catch twenty two, I guess. You know which one you try to stop, but there's just a bunch of them, man. That's that's the truth, and uh, you know we got some things in place to try to slow them down, and. Uh, Got a got a plan in places and uh, see if we can execute it and uh and, and come out with a, with a win. For your offense, your offense um has been playing better in recent weeks. You gained a bunch a bunch of yards on Thursday against St. Louis at times, but uh you got your quarterback that's rolling. You guys are hitting some plays down the field. Santa Mo's really had a strong second half of the year. Kirill's been great all year. How are some ways that you think you guys could attack the Patriots on that side? Yeah, I think. Uh... You know, when you, when you kind of look back at the game Thursday, you know, you scored one. Uh, you, you missed a, a post in the end zone, and you had two call backs. So you had 28 points, you know, that, that, that you had right there at, at your fingertips. So, um, But at the end of the day, you only come out with six, you know. So we got to try to make those uh, make those count Friday, you know, because they, they, uh, they, they're really good. And uh, we, we're not gonna have, we can't leave points on the field. So, um my, you know, try to try to kind of, uh, you know, without without <laughs> trying not to give too much away, man. Just uh, we got we got to play sound football and uh, and execute well, and uh, you know, us as coach have to put our kids in position to be successful, and I think we will. It's going to be very likely the final home opportunity for you guys this season, and I know you guys aren't thinking about that. You're trying to beat Ellen, but just. Reflection, man, it's going to be the last time football will be played, you know, for the guys in the blue jerseys under the lights until next fall. And, you know, I know that, you know, that stinks a little bit, but, man, it's it's been a lot of fun for your seniors and everything. And, look, that senior group this year, Coach, they put in so much and they've had to deal with so much with the storm and COVID and everything like that. Uh, final ride for some of those kids at home, and I'm sure that you guys are grateful for the, the contributions they've made to the program. Yeah, man, look, it's just uh, we tell them, you know, every year just – Man, it's so crazy how how fast the season goes by. You know, you wait all year, and then you blink, and it's over. You know, I feel like we were just playing St. Evan, um yesterday. You know, in the whiteout game, man, it just it goes by so quick. Um, just super blessed, man, to, to get to have a have a have a full season this year. Um, it was good to see those kids have a full season, and uh, I think I think community wide, you know, everybody who who was affected last year from the storm, and everybody was affected from from the from the COVID, so um, and look, like, like you said, those kids put a lot of time into this program. Uh, some of them, you know, this was their really their only quality time of playing, you know, because um, during the COVID, nobody really played sub varsity level, if any. Um, last year with the storm, you know, you're scrambling just to get your varsity games underway and where you're playing and, and, and do they are they playing and. So it just it was a it was a um, you know it was a chore just to make sure your varsity was been able to kick off and then so the JV and the, and the freshmen you know were limited then then too so um, it was good to see man the kids put in a lot of work and for them to get a full season was good. BJ, I was asking Brian Colley about this on Monday and you know I was asking his thoughts and and if this would be something he would use to try to motivate the team. Look, I've done the math, you've done the math. I don't know that you guys will be able to get into the top twenty-eight. But I know this, the next two weeks, you've got opportunities to keep Ellender and Vanderbilt both out of the playoffs. 
Is that something you're going to tell the kids? Maybe give a little extra oomph and say, hey, man, we've got a chance to knock a rival out? Or is that something you're going to just leave alone altogether? Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's a, it's a few things. I think, um, I think listen, you know, 2-8 and eight, uh, or 4-6 and six looks a lot different than 2-8 and eight does. You know, um, I think uh, – you know, I think I think having momentum into your off season is huge as well. You know, so being able to win, you know, two in a row going into your off season would be huge. Um, you know, I think our guys have gotten better every week. So to see them kind of finish on a strong note for those seniors is another big deal. Um, look, man, and, and you got a chance to maybe spoil some some other playoff opportunities for other teams, and um, you know that that's just kind of the nature of the, of, of the game. You know, uh, sometimes this is how how it works out, but. It's more about us, man, going going into the all season on a strong note. Um, you know, barring anything crazy happening, then you slip in, you know. But uh, and just giving our guys some momentum into the off season and uh, give it going, sending our seniors out uh, on a winning note, man. And that that's kind of what it's about, and that's kind of been the message. BJ, you know, it's it's kind of weird how different the two rosters are. Like last year, you guys were approaching the end of the season knowing like hell, almost everybody that plays is a senior. We've got to kind of start fresh. Now it's it's different. Like you guys do have some seniors who are contributing, but by and large, like you've got the overwhelming majority of this crew back, and you talked about momentum into the offseason. Like I feel like that would be even more important this year than others because a lot of the group that you're going to be working with are guys who are like on the field and are part of it right now. Like I feel like that momentum thing that you talked about is even more amplified this year compared to normal. Yeah, you know we were gonna, uh, you know there'll be some pieces, you know um, that that we'd have we're gonna have to you know figure out some things. One one just off the top of my head is being the receiving core. You know, um, it's probably the main position that we're gonna have to kind of find some, you know, have some question marks and uh, try to put some pieces in there to try to make that work and. Uh, but look, man, the, the 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 kids coming up are good. They're good athletes, and um, you know we'll have guys step in that role. But uh, you know, a lot there's gonna be a lot of familiar faces next year. You know, have a lot of young kids. I mean, man, look, there's games we started. You know, I couldn't even tell you how many freshmen and sophomores, and uh, so they all coming back. So yeah, look, uh, you know, going out. I think we had a great season last year. Uh, but you lost all those kids, right? So you, you kind of rebuilding. Uh, a lot of a lot of your stuff, you know, you're building blocks and trying to, um, you know, get the young guys on board and um, with the scheme and stuff like that and getting them familiar with it. Uh, you know, your quarterback, that's you know, no spring ball, no summer, trying to catch him up quick, and and our kids are taking it in stride. But look, bringing back a lot of the team next year, so look to see some growth, and, and, and we will. Um, and the off season is going to be huge, man. The weight room is going to be huge. It'll be really the first off season we've had. Um, really since I've gotten here, you know, uh, being the coronavirus and last year with the storm. So uh, kind of looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing those kids grow up. You know, a lot, a lot changes in a year. That was the next question I was going to ask, and you kind of segued into it perfectly, is that, look, man, you told us at the beginning of the year, man, look, we've got to be really, really sound up front. We want to be able to run. We want to be able to stop the run. Those are two areas where you guys have struggled. And I know that yeah. this offseason, it's going to be a point of emphasis. Man, we've got to get those dudes bigger. We've got to get you know quicker. We've got to get stronger and you know refine the techniques and everything of the sort. Sure, as you said a second ago, the weight room this summer is going to be huge. Yeah, look, games are won and losses in the trenches. I mean, there's, there's no secret about that. So um, it's going to be huge. And look, and look, last year you got to uh, – we, we had a, a, you know, major, an offseason, but – 
you get to you get to the season and you, we don't lift until um, I mean I don't know February or something like that maybe March when we got back in the weight room so you talk talking a good stretch of, of some months that um that kids aren't in the weight room lifting and I mean if you if you're not lifting weights um, in today's athletics man you, you're really behind the eight ball and um, look and, and I'm I'm not just saying that for our high school I I think a lot of the schools in this area oh, well, they fought the same thing you know. Um, so everybody's kind of in the same boat with, with that, you know. So, um, yeah, man, uh, look, trying to finish the season strong. Um, I think I think the attitude has been good um, this week, you know, coming off of a, a tough loss. I think the attitudes have been good. I think, I, think, um, I think they're ready to play football Friday night. Coach, before we let you go, I know you were at the LCO Golden Meadow game last night. It was a game we called on the radio. Boy, uh, there's some talented players coming up, man. And I know they all met with your coaching staff at midfield and got a little pep talk and got, you know, urged to go on out and continue their football playing careers. I got to tell you, there's some dudes that I was just kind of visualizing like, man, that kid would look good in blue. You know, there, there's some guys that are coming up that I'm sure got to have you very excited. Yeah, that, that's a good group com- coming, uh, coming in. Um, you know, it's very important uh, that, that all of them come, you know, uh, that, that all of them need to come here and, and all of them need to continue playing, you know. Um, I think sometimes they get a little discouraged, you know, and they, and they get here and it's, it's just a little bit more. You know, you, you're all summer and it's a lot, some long practice days and it's a longer season. Um, but look, man, we look forward to having all them guys on campus. I think it's very important that they all play. You need all hands on deck. And, uh, you know, I think they'll enjoy it, man. I, I really do. Um, you know, I feel like we go, got going, things going in the right direction. And I think the middle schools do a great job um, getting them prepared for when they come to us. So, uh, yeah, man, look, looking forward to it. Um, get to see a few of them in the spring. We'll do like we did last year and get a few of them in the spring and, and get a good look at them. One last thing. I saw a lot of the schools are moving their games to Thursday night, but you guys kind of made a social media post saying, hey, we're playing on Friday. Is that still the case? You guys are locked into Friday night? Yeah, man, we're going we're gonna to play Friday night. Uh, check the weather. Um, right now it seems okay. It looks like it might show some showers, maybe starting at around 9 o'clock, but it's kind of been pushing back. You know, every time I check it, it's kind of pushing back more and more to Saturday. So, um, you know, had – we we looking to play Friday night. Uh, you know, as of right now, uh, we, we're not moving in. Okay, sounds like a winner. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. All right, man, thank you. Yep, there's B.J. Young with South Lafourche. I think that's the right decision, by the way, to play on Friday night. As, as he said, the every update that comes along, it gets further and further pushed back. Now it's it was, you know, oh, the rain's going to start at 9 o'clock on Friday. Now it's, oh, the rain's going to start 3 a.m. on Saturday. Well, Everybody's going to be home by then. Uh, everybody's going to be safely, you know, nestled into their their beds by then. Um, so I think it's the right decision. And you know, if something changes, obviously they could maybe move up the kick or whatever it may be. But they're going to do the right things to keep the kids safe and everything of the sort. Let's catch a break when we get back. Uh, we've got Taylor Griffin. We're going to chat with the turtle about LSU and the Saints and NBA and WWE. You know, you guys know what we talk with Turtle about. That'll be in the next segment of the show. It's play by play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. 
I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. As a father of triplet girls... State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Pay for by the friends of Tanner McGee. So now I got to ask, you know, if you and I, Taylor, were both standing together and this song we're playing, would the fans chant, you know, what they're supposed to chant to us or would they not? Like, I feel like we would be in for it if that song were ever playing and we were together. Dude, I don't know what went wrong, but there's no song playing. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, Kurt Angle's song was playing. My bad. <laughs> oh, they definitely chanting. They definitely chanting along. What <laughs> maybe not what they mean, but what what goes along with the song? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, uh, brother. One thing that we were not doing is we were not chanting "You suck" to LSU on Saturday. They played outstanding. They defend their home field in stride. They roll past Ole Miss um, outside of a seventeen to three start to the game for Ole Miss. LSU won the rest of the game forty two to three, which is like they would be playing an FCS. Um, Dude, every week it gets better and better. 
And what's crazy is Jaden Daniels went from being the this big enigma early in the season, a guy that, you know, fans were kind of yelling and screaming, like, stay in the pocket and throw, don't run so much, blah, 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 to now the last two or three weeks being one of the best quarterbacks in the entire conference and a guy that Gary Danielson said at the end of the game against Ole Miss, hey, if this guy comes back, he could win the Heisman Trophy next year. Bro, like, this LSU thing's getting real. You're in first place in the SEC West. If you somehow beat Alabama two Saturdays from now, like, you're going to make it to Atlanta. Like, no one saw this coming. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, you're right. You're right. It is definitely, <clears throat> hopefully, all our folks haven't jumped off the bandwagon from early on this year. Uh, this It is an exciting time to be a Tiger fan right now. And it's uh, it's something else. And, uh, you know, Danielson made a great point. I mean, um you know, there, there's no chance he wins the Heisman this year. But, man, he's uh, he's got a shot, man. If he keeps getting better, comes back next year. <clears throat> Jaden Daniels just such an awesome player right now. He's he's on a roll. And the Tigers are exciting to watch. Uh, I didn't see any opening lines yet for that Bama game. But I'm going to be shocked if it's not uh, really, really close as far as what Vegas thinks that spread is going to be. Uh, that's that's going to be an awesome one. And as you said, just to echo that, man, if, uh, if LSU finds a way, he'll be playing in Atlanta. That's, uh, that's something special right there. You know, isn't it crazy? Because, like, the one knock that a lot of folks had on Brian Kelly when he was hired was, oh, bro, you know, he can't win a big game. He would always make the playoffs and lose to Alabama. And, you know, then the, my comeback always to that was, well, he was playing with Notre Dame talent, which is guys that, you know, are completely different level of athlete than LSU, and I don't mean that in a good way. It's a lesser athlete than what LSU could get. And my argument was, well, give him some SEC dudes, and I think that the result will be different. And we're seeing that right now. Like, I don't think, you know, I don't know if LSU's going to beat Alabama, and I, I would doubt that they would. But given another couple of years and just seeing how LSU in the fourth quarter is bigger and stronger than every opponent that they played this season, like I don't think there's any more doubts about whether or not this dude could beat SEC opponents. Like I think when he gets that roster right, LSU's going to be rolling. And Casey, look, I was—I'll be honest. I'll—I'll I'll step up and tell everyone what was going on in my head. I was one bad game away from how stupid are we? <laughs> Actually, trusted this guy was zero credibility. Come from Notre Dame, like that means nothing to me. That means nothing to a lot of people. It's Notre Dame. Who cares? And this, you know, he just came in as this quiet, soft coach, and I can't believe we fell for it. And and you know what? He shut me up. He and the Tigers have shut me up. I was one bad game away from from telling you that on the air. But, you know, now I'm telling you (laughs) – on the air that I'm glad we didn't get there, and that's what I would have said. But, uh, you know, he – I see flashes of, you know, they show him on the sidelines, and he's really climbing into some guys when they're messing up. He's holding guys accountable. The culture cha- – the much-needed culture change that everyone talked about, like you, you're starting to see the, the good really unfold here and come to light on the field. Yeah, it just – it took a little while. It took a bit of an adjustment, but – Man, they really starting to find their stride, and man, you gotta, you know, Daniels is doing his thing. All of the offense is really clicking right now. We have not that defense that we saw, especially in the second half against Ole Miss, 
that was championship level defense. Like the the pressure on the QB, the hard hits, the coverage in the secondary. You know, you able to hold this team to to three points whenever they just decided to turn it on. Like it was incredible. Um, this is. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep getting better and keep doing this all year, but man, just that old Miss game that was that was special championship level football and. You know, we got to give credit to Brian Kelly. He's doing something. He's doing something right. No doubt. Look, you said that you were a game or two away from you know jumping off the Brian Kelly bandwagon. I, I got to tell you, as we flip to the NFL, I'm off of the Dennis Allen bandwagon. Look, he's two and five with New Orleans. And look, it, it would be one thing if this were his first head coaching opportunity, and he were two and five, and he were battling injuries. Like I'd probably be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But he's coming off of an Oakland tenure the other time that he was a head coach where he was 8-28. and 28. He's now 10-33. and 33. He woke up and rolled out of bed 43 times as a head coach on a Sunday and only won 10 of those 43. I'm seeing a team committing a lot of penalties, turning over the ball like a bakery. Like, I don't know that this is going to work out, bro. And look, it's a team that when the offseason starts is $50 million over the salary cap. It's a team that doesn't have their first-round draft pick. Like, I hate to be so pe- <clears throat> so pessimistic, but I just think the Saints are at the beginning stage of what's going to be a brutal and painful rebuilding process. Yeah. Um, man, this one hurts. I'm, I've always been a huge Saints fan my whole life. Um, I see what you're seeing, and it's really hard to disagree. You know, it, we made – it's 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 just it's the cycle doing its thing. You know, we, we're just running into one of those. Yeah, we're gonna have a couple of bad years coming up, and you know, hopefully they bounce back and rebuild, and you know, start just piece by piece. It's uh, you know, Ingram's getting up in age. Kamara, yeah, he's one of the he's one of the best running backs in the game, and and one of the most athletic but I mean he's he's not gonna be this good and this healthy and this awesome forever um we never know what Jameis is gonna do as far as the injuries go Cam Jordan's getting up in age you know I could go I could go down the list of everybody's favorite most recognizable players and you know we could do this all day the Saints are rolling downhill fast and it just doesn't look good um I don't know much about Dennis Allen. You know, I wasn't paying attention. He was coaching the Raiders. When he was bad with the Raiders, I wasn't paying attention to the Raiders. I don't know who right. they had. Jamarcus Russell, enough said. <laughs> ah, okay. All right, then. Um, so, yeah, man, you're right. It, it sucks to have to agree with you on this one, but <laughs> I think I think you're right. It's uh, I wish I had more hope and more faith and more confidence in the Saints, but Every Sunday you turn the TV on and you, you see the product they're putting out on the field and it's just it's just not good enough. It's just not cutting it for the NFL and for what us, you know, now spoiled, you know, from Drew Brees on era Saints fans are used to. It's uh it's just downright disappointing. Let me ask you this, and this will be a question I can't wait to hear your answer on this. If I were telling you right now all right turtle you're gonna run an nba franchise take your pick you get either ben simmons or russell westbrook which one would you take 
<laughs> you you just resign. <laughs> yeah. You got you got anybody else? Can you give me like a Lopez twin or something? Like, ah, <laughs> man, this the NBA, the NBA right now. What what a what a league. I know you didn't ask, but how about them Pelicans, man? They, yeah, Pelicans are playing well. That's that's what I'm focusing on the good in the NBA right now, and my hometown team, the Pelicans, are doing their thing. But good lord, Russell Westbrook or Ben Simmons. Who do I start a franchise with? If I had to pick out of both of them, I think I'm taking Ben Simmons because I think there's still one or two teams that are dumb enough to (laughs) give me value on a trade with him. I think Westbrook's done. I don't think anyone has any room for him anymore. I think there's at least one or two teams left in the league I I could sneak Ben Simmons in a trade on. It's crazy, and I don't know if you saw this or not. I can maybe find the clip and send it to you. The Lakers were winning by one the other night with like 30 seconds left against Portland. And was that? I said, oh, I saw Okay, yeah, and then Russ shoots just a crazy, stupid mid-range. And it was crazy is that like the the both the play-by-play and the color analysts were like, no, no, no. Like, dude, that's where we are. Every time he shoots the basketball, everyone in the gym is cringing. It's Crazy man, this is a dude that's a former MVP. He's shooting seven percent from the three point line and like twenty six percent from the field. He's probably the worst player in the NBA right now, given the usage and the salary and everything. Like he's probably the least valuable player in the NBA. It's crazy how far he's fallen, man. Yep, you are absolutely right. With with adjusted numbers and whatever formula you got to plug in, I would be very shocked if he would not be considered mathematically the least valuable player in the NBA. You you are 100% correct. Um, I don't know what his problem... Well, actually, I do know what his problem what is. What his problem He's selfish. Yeah, he's a jerk. There you go. He has, he has never evolved. He's never been willing to change. He's never been willing to adjust, adapt, whatever. I mean, all these... Put the team before himself... Every good team sport-oriented move that you could think of, he's never been willing to do. That's his problem. Um, I don't understand. I mean, I guess when you just make millions and millions and millions of dollars, like, it doesn't matter. I mean, if they're dumb enough to keep paying me, I'm just going to keep doing what I want to do, you know, until they until I could sit on the bench and collect millions of dollars or or. You know, they could kick me off the team and owe me money, and I could sit at home and make money. I mean, I, I don't know if that's his mindset. Maybe it is. But that's what it's surely starting to feel like and appear to be from an outsider looking in. Um, I don't I don't understand how Russell Westbrook can just continue to fool everyone with his ridiculousness. So now let, let's talk about something more positive, as you said, which is the New Orleans Pelicans. They're playing very well. They've got a few injury concerns here and there, but it's nothing that appears to be long-term. You know, Ingram's going to come back from the concussion. Herb Jones is going to come back from the bone bruise or whatever he has. Zion has a little bruise. He'll be back. Um, New Orleans just – I'm trying to think of a way to explain this. Like, I don't think they're the most talented team in the NBA, but they do have a lot of talent. They just look like they're having fun. They look like they like one another. And you know as well as I do in basketball, bro, that matters. Like more than other sports in basketball, liking the guy that's next to you on the bench for that 82-game grind throughout a bunch of different cities, 
that matters a lot, and New Orleans has that, and I think that overcomes a lot, a lot of stuff, especially in the NBA. Yes, there has to be a brotherhood. There has to be a family atmosphere. Like, you grinding with these guys every single day, you living with them on the road, you you doing, you know, these guys look like they love each other. They love each other's company. They love being around each other, <clears throat> bouncing their jokes off of one another, just laughing, smiling, enjoying life, and playing basketball with each other. You could see this team clicks together. There doesn't appear to be any outsiders who don't quite fit in. I don't know if that's a, <clears throat> a president thing, a GM thing, an owner thing, or just a Coach Willie Green thing. Maybe it's all of the above. Maybe it's one or two. I don't know. Whoever it is, man, high fives, chest bumps, and hugs to those guys. Like, whatever they did to change this culture and find talented players who can click, man, there, there's something special going on in New Orleans right now. And, you know, I saw a meme the other day kind of poking fun at the t- you know, we can't have two good teams. We had to sacrifice the Saints for the Pelicans to be this good. And, and you know what? It's, it's about time we made the shift. So, <clears throat> but in, in all seriousness, yeah, you could see, I watched the entire game last night from opening tip to final buzzer. You could see the guys just flat out love being around each other, love playing with each other and for each other on the court. That's, that's huge. That's what you need to be successful. One of our own Nichols graduate, Ty Gordon, was drafted in the first round of the NBA G League draft earlier this week by the Memphis Hustle, so he'll now be playing for the Memphis Grizzlies G League team. Man, I know you're happy for Ty, bro. It's a guy who could just fill it up. If he were 6'3", 6'4", not 5'9", 5'10", maybe he would have been drafted at the big draft, but now he's got an opportunity to go play in the G League and prove that he could get some buckets on the professional level. Super excited to see what he does out there. Yeah, man, that... That is that is amazing. That is that is awesome. I'm so happy for Ty Gordon. That that's that's an incredible accomplishment um, for him, and that's an incredibly great look for Nichols Athletics and Nichols Basketball. And you know, it, it's man, it's awesome. And I'll tell you this: the dude, the the little bit that I that I've seen, you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of his games. The little bit that I've heard about him and learned about him, like he's such a great person. He has this great character and he's just willing to to do whatever it takes. I would not be surprised at all. You know, if there was somewhere I could bet on this, I would put some money on it. He's going to get there. He just has to prove himself. Don't be surprised. You know, when you take a guy out of waking up early for class every day to – go think about business and go think about math and go think about science. When you take, when you take somebody out of the student athlete atmosphere and now they're waking up every morning to just grind and all their job is to do is basketball. He's going to get better. I really think this guy's going to find his way to a 10 day contract and he will sneak on an NBA roster and, He'll make a name for himself. He is the next great success story out of Nichols. We're seeing the beginning right now. Well, another on it, I'm calling it. Another part to that, Turner, and I think you're spot on, but another part to that is, look, man, 
in the Southland, like he had two, three, four defenders hanging on him. Like when they're setting a screen for him, like they're jumping the screen, they're doing everything to get the ball out of his hands. In the G League, like they're gonna say, "Oh man, this dude's like five nine, like he's a little shrimp." Like we're not paying attention to him. You leave him open and you don't shade your defense to him. Like he's gonna score. Like he could score from anywhere inside a half court. And I think that just not having that, you know, double and triple team on him all game will open him up as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. You're right. You're right. It's everyone in the Southland had to adjust their entire game plan around. We can't let Ty Garden get thirty five points. We can't let Ty Garden hit seven three-pointers all from beyond 25-foot deep. And you're right. These G League teams aren't watching Southland Conference games and making their adjustments and getting ready for this dude. He's going to go in and shock the whole G League like this dude is for real. And, I mean, it's it's uh, the table set for him. All he has to do is, is work hard and – and just keep getting better and just dedicate his whole life to basketball now. He has nothing else to worry about. You know, family and basketball, that's it. Crown Jewels coming up for WWE. It's not this weekend, but next we've got, you know, Roman Reigns against Logan Paul. We've got uh, Lesnar against Lashley. We've got a whole bunch of stuff stacked up there. I'm sure there's stuff that they're going to add. The OC's taking on Judgment Day. Um, Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross. Like, we've got some good stuff on the card so far. Is there anything that piques your interest the most over of uh, with Crown Jewel? <laughs> uh, man, everything that the Judgment Day is involved in is is exciting. Uh, not that like I'm a fan cheering for the bad guys, but I mean they're uh, just they they're entertaining, man. Yep. Um, the uh, you know the the OC reunion is awesome. Uh, AJ Styles and his partner is getting back together. It's great. But, dude, number one, you know, Lesnar and Lashley, I, dude, I, I'm probably going to get up and, and go to the bathroom when that starts. Uh, I'll, wait for something more, I'll wait for something more exciting at a more premier pay-per-view. The number one thing, uh, Logan Paul, man. He, he's super exciting. You know, I'm not crazy about his personality and, you know, his YouTube fame and all this stuff, but he's money on TV. He's super entertaining. He now is he going to beat Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia and win the title? I mean, of course not. That would be that would be dumb. But it's going to be entertaining. It's he's going to leave a mark. He is money. He is worth dropping everything, tuning in. That's what I'm most excited about. Well, Taylor, what I like the most is, like, it's a multi-layered story. Like, you got the one Uso brother who's kind of going rogue last Friday on SmackDown. Like, Roman Reigns issues the edict. Like, hey, y'all don't mess with Logan Paul. And then that one Uso messes with him and gets knocked out. So now Friday, like, Roman Reigns is going to be there. He's going to probably be pissed off. And, like, like there's a lot of layers to this, man. I, and I, I, You're right. I'm intrigued to see. I, I want to see how this is going to go. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, as you mentioned, the uh, you know the whole bloodline story is—it's constantly changing. It's developing into more exciting stuff. It's not the same standard walkout. Hey, everybody, acknowledge me. Look at me, and then you know all the the rest of the bloodline interrupting everything, and you know, you know, getting involved in matches and cheating and whatnot. No, it's it's getting deeper. It's getting it's getting to the point where we're gonna see. We, we've got to see more microphone time from Roman Reigns, 
more character development, more angry Roman Reigns losing his mind. And you know, you know where this is going. Um, and then he's, he's just going to go off on everyone and remind everyone, like, I am the head of the table. Like, you must have all forgot who got you here. Who is the baddest Samoan wrestler on the planet? And then that, if you smell, <laughs> music is going to hit. And here he comes. This is the crumbling of the bloodline, as we're seeing it, is setting up his match versus The Rock at WrestleMania. That's not official yet. I love it. I like where you're going, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great rest of the day. Look forward to next Wednesday, partner. Yes, indeed. Thank you for having me. And as always, go Tarps and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job. As always, let's catch a break. I've got the mailbag to get to. Ooh, we're having a good show today. Boy, our Wednesday shows are the best. Let's catch a break. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race, from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. 
Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play. Casey Gisclair here. We've got our mailbag questions. If you've got any questions for us in the future, find a way to get them to me. I'm at Casey underscore Gisclair on Twitter. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter. Find us in the Apple Podcast Library. Well, that's, I read the wrong note there. That's to download the shows in the Apple Podcast Library. Do me a favor. If you listen to our episodes in the Podcast Library, do me a favor. Leave us a five-star review because what that does is it allows our show to show up higher in the library so that more people could get exposed to what we're doing. So do me a favor and do that for us today. Casey Justclair on Facebook, Kaylee B Radio on Facebook. I'm JustclairCasey at gmail.com. Find a way to get a hold of me and get your questions to me. The first question a listener wants to know, Casey, who wins, LSU or Tulane? I've got a lot of Tulane fans who listen. You guys might want to turn off the radio for a second. <laughs> <laughs> because LSU would be Tulane, man. Uh, and look, this, this I take nothing away from Tulane. They're having a great season. I actually root for Willie Fritz in his program. Brian is my friend of mine, of Coach Kale, calls the game, but he's a big Tulane guy. He knows, like he says, I'm a New Orleans hater, and he's not wrong, but he knows that I actually root for Tulane. I want them to do well. They just don't have the size, speed, or athleticism to run with LSU. LSU beat Ole Miss 42-3 to the last two and a half quarters on Saturday. You think Tulane would do that? <laughs> no, man. LSU would be able to run to the football, would be able to swarm the Tulane offense, and they would be able to sneak receivers down the field, and they would be able to, to handle Tulane at the line of scrimmage. That's not any disrespect to the Green Wave nor the season that they're having. They're having an awesome year. LSU just has better athletes. They should be better. They invest more money in their program. They're in a bigger conference. They recruit better players. They should be better. That's not, hey, hey, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back and say that LSU's a better team. No, that's the result that should happen. But it is okay for LSU to beat them head-to-head, in my opinion, but for both teams to also be having a great year. By my saying that I think LSU would win the head-to-head matchup, it's not demeaning the fact that Tulane's having an awesome year. I think that both are doing well, and I'm rooting for both to continue to do well. Casey, a listener, wants to know, who wins the World Series and who is your MVP? Um, I'm going to take the cop out. I'm going to say Houston, but I think it's going to be a six or seven game series. And I'm going to go <clears throat> for the MVP. Um, give me, I mean, I, again, it's a cop out. Give me Jordan Alvarez. He's just swinging it so well, and he could just change a game with one swing of the bat. Like we talk in college football about, Heisman moments and guys who could do just crazy things that could flip a game and flip a season. Alvarez with one swing of the bat could hit a baseball to the moon that could potentially change a series. He did it in the Seattle series. Um, So give me the Astros in six. Give me Alvarez. I think he's going to hit a couple of them out. Casey, what chance does LSU have to beat Alabama? Um, Good question. 
And I've been using percentages a lot on today's show, right? Early, I was saying that a team had a 92% chance to make the playoffs. Just completely pulling a number out of my behind there. I would say that if they played the game 100 times, LSU would win probably 15 of them. So, you know, probably about a 15, 20% chance to win. LSU's got to get off to a stronger start. You fall behind 17-0 against Alabama, you're not going to just be able to rely on your second-half conditioning and control the game. That ain't going to happen. Got to get off to a stronger start. Can't have any special teams issues, which on Saturday they didn't. They did an excellent job of that. <laughs> got to get off of, the, off of the field on third down, and you got to protect Jaden Daniels. You do those things, you've got a pretty good shot, but it's just a lot to ax. It's a lot to ax because Alabama is going to be closer to that Tennessee mold that blew you out than they're going to be to that Ole Miss mode of a team that you blew out. So I think it's going to be a lot to ask. LSU would have to play near perfect, but uh, maybe 20% chance. Casey, what do you make of the start to the Pelicans here? I talked about this a little bit with Taylor. My takes away are this, is that it's a team that looks like they're having fun. It's a team that looks like they're playing with spirit. It's a team that does have some injury concerns. You know, you're missing some guys pretty early in the year. You don't want to see that linger. But if they're whole and if they're right, they're going to be in the discussion. I don't know that they're, that they're going to be out front and in the lead of the discussion. But they're going to be in the discussion. They trail to me only the Suns, Warriors, Maybe the Grizzlies. Like they're not a whole there's not a big long list of teams in the West that you could say are definitively better than New Orleans. So they're in the conversation. There are a few red flags. The injuries do kind of scare you a little bit, but they're poised for a great year. They've got a really good team and, and the chemistry. The chemistry is what I keep going back to. They look like they're having fun. They look like they enjoy playing with one another. And in basketball, more so than any other sport, that matters a lot. Casey, a listener, wants to know what went wrong for Nichols football this fall. Um, first and foremost, talent is cyclical. And I, I know you're saying, well, it's college football. You know, you recruit, you choose your guys. They just maybe had a down recruiting cycle or two. And here's what's really hurting Nichols. And it's something that Tim and his staff are going to have to evolve to or they're going to stay behind the eight ball. The transfer portal is could be a tool or it could be it could be a tool that you could use to build or it could be a tool that could be used against you to tear you down it's torn down nickels more than it's built nickels like nickels has lost pig cage and you know jerris monroe and and you know several premier players to the portal guys that still had eligibility left they lost them to the portal and while they have accepted some guys it's not guys that have yet made a huge impact. And that's going to be the one thing that Tim and his staff are going to have to do. They're going to have to do a better job managing that. Because I watched Nichols playing Cornet Word. And Cornet Word had like 23, 24 graduate transfer senior players. It was a team of 23, 24-year-old men facing the Nichols team of 19 and 20-year-old boys. And it showed on the field it was a blowout. So Nichols, I think, will have to use the the portal as a tool a little better and evolve a little bit more. And look, they're they're pretty young. They they return a lot. I think they'll be okay over time. Tim Rebo's an excellent coach, and no way am I doubting what he's doing. 
But I think that that's one of the things. And look, defensively, they've got to, they've got to fix things and get some help. You can't give up you know 30, 40, 50 points a week and expect to have much sustained success. So they've got to get a lot of playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Casey, are Tampa Bay's struggles fixable? Yeah, they are. Um, but I don't know how likely it is that they're going to get fixed. The Tampa offense doesn't have a whole lot of explosiveness right now, and it doesn't have explosiveness because Tom Brady's 45 and doesn't want to get hit. So a lot of the the route trees are him just getting the snap and just throwing the ball immediately to avoid any physical contact with anyone. Is it possible that later in the year he decides, hey, to hell with it, let's go, and they turn things around? Yeah, absolutely. Is it possible that this gets worse before it gets better? Yeah, absolutely. And right now I think it's truly a 50-50 as to what we see going forward uh, with Tampa. The year that they won the Super Bowl, they weren't very good at the beginning of the year either, and then they flipped the switch. But the year that they won the Super Bowl, it wasn't this bad. You know, they weren't getting blitzed by Carolina. They weren't losing to Pittsburgh. Like, it wasn't this bad. So they've got a long, long way to go. Casey, a listener, wants to know, who should Bray Wyatt's first feud be with in WWE? I don't have a clue. That's a great question. Right now, he's just kind of appearing and hasn't had much you know, physic physicality. I, I don't know. Um, I know this. It better be a feud that he goes over. Uh, it better be a feud where he's successful. I would love to see him torment Baron Corbin, but Corbin's on Raw and and, and Wyatt's on SmackDown. I would love to see him as a babyface monster. You know, torment. Uh, like I said, a guy like Corbin or whatever it may be. Um. But I have no idea, I, and I think that that's one of the most intriguing parts about where this is going is that I really don't know what they're going to do with him next. Next question, what NFL coach is most on the hot seat at present? We've already got Matt Rule, who's out of the picture. The next guy, in my opinion, has got to be um, uh, Brandon Staley with the Chargers. There's no reason that the Chargers should be flirting with 500 Staley weekly makes boneheaded, oh, I'm going to go for it on fourth down, oh, I'm not going to kick a field goal, like makes decisions that change games and, and just not a fan, not a fan of his aggressiveness, not a fan of his style. And I think that when you've got Justin Herbert at quarterback, it's time to go win some football games. And I think that the fact that they're not sustaining that success tells me that he may not be long for that job, especially being that elephant in the room, Sean Payton wants to go to San Diego. Oh, I'd say San Diego. Wants to go to Los Angeles. Uh, he lives in Los Angeles. He wants to stay in a you know warm weather climate. A lot of interesting things can happen there. We're going to merge our segments into one. I'm not going to catch a break and then do a 30-second pick'em segment. We're going to just do our pick'em segment now and then wrap up the show with a break. Tonight, I like the Milwaukee Bucks minus three and a half to beat the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets are just a mess. Ben Simmons is fouling out of every game. Durant and Kyrie are playing pretty well, but they're disgruntled. They don't like Ben Simmons. The body language is apparent. Ben Simmons has fouled out in two of the three games, and he's not doing anything on offense, and they're not using him right anyway, even if he were contributing. They're playing him alongside Nicholas Claxton, who's a non-shooting big. So you got two non-shooting big guys on the floor, which means that the spacing for Durant and Kyrie isn't any good. It's just not working right now. Fans are disgruntled with Steve Nash. Hey, I told you so. When James Harden was there, I told everybody willing to listen. I had a season when Harden was with the Nets where I watched just about every single game on NBA League Pass because I'm a Harden diehard. And I was yelling at the top of my lungs on social media. Even when the team was winning, I was screaming, hey, Steve Nash is not a very good coach. Now everybody's catching on to it. 
He doesn't do anything. He just sits there and watches the guys play. And when you've got guys like Durant and Kyrie, and at the time, James Harden, yeah, you could get away with doing that. But at some point, you got to have some sets, and you got to have some ways to get some easy buckets, and he just doesn't have any of that. And he's losing favor with the team, and now the effort isn't great. I don't know how much longer they're going to survive there. I like the Bucks to get the win against the Nets. Tonight, I also like this one. I like over 212 in the 76ers and the Raptors. My 76ers, I was just you know gloating about James Harden. They're 1-3. and three. They're not playing any defense at all. Um, the Raptors and 76ers both don't play with great pace, which is why this number's so low. But when you're not playing with great pace and you're wide open, you're still going to score. I think that Philly's going to get up and down the floor a little bit more. That's one thing that Doc Rivers has been urging his team to do. And I think that this one's going to go over 212. I think this one will be a like a 112 to 108 type of game, and it'll go over the number. The last one that I got today, uh, let's see. I'll go with this one here. I'll go with the Nuggets to cover five against the Lakers. I, The Lakers are bad, dude. Like LeBron James is, is still getting stats, but he's really not playing very hard. Anthony Davis can't do a damn thing right now. We talked about Russell Westbrook when we had Taylor on. The Lakers are a bad, bad basketball team. Going on the road in altitude at Denver, I think they're going to get it handed to them tonight. I think that the Nuggets are going to put it on Los Angeles pretty good. And one last one for the road, if you want a Lanyap pick, I'll go the Heat, money line minus 144 to beat Portland. So, gave you an extra one today. We want to thank our sponsors one more time, then we'll get out of here. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home. Golden Motors where price is priority proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. That's it for me. Tomorrow we're going to be previewing some high school matchups. We got some games tomorrow and we've also got a, a whole slew of games that are still on Friday. So it's high school football heavy. We'll also break down some volleyball power rating numbers tomorrow and give you where our local teams stand because there's just a couple days left in the regular season. You've been listening to Play by Play. Casey Jisclair signing off. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless you all. Stay safe on them roads and have a great rest of the day. It looks beautiful outside. Take advantage of it and uh, do something nice for somebody. Send somebody that you haven't. This is my challenge to you all before I sign off. Reach out to an old friend that you haven't talked to in a while. Send them a text message and just simply say, hey, man, or, or hey, you know, gal, um, hope you're doing well. Hope that, you know, hope you're having a great day and hope that you've been doing well. We kind of lost touch. You would have no, it, it's so therapeutic to do little things like that to make it someone's day. So do that today for me and we'll make it all together and make the world a better place. Adios, y'all. Be back tomorrow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. There are a lot.